a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another On My Mind podcast episode. It is me, Ava, but you probably already knew that. I'm currently sitting here with a stomach that is a little bit overly full. I kind of went off at Whole Foods today and I got a bunch of different little snackies that I kind of indulged on a little bit. There are so many random things in my stomach right now. So let me let me tell you what is inside my stomach right now because it's just so random and it's not probably not the smartest mixture of things, but let me break this down. I don't think anyone cares, but I just need to tell you. So I have an Uncrustable in there. That wasn't from Whole Foods, but I just thought that that would hit the spot. So I have an Uncrustable in there. And then from Whole Foods, I have this olive, feta cheese, and olive oil mixture things. You know how they have those Whole Foods pre-packaged little goodies? They have cheeses and olives. So I was randomly walking by one of those little stands with all of their things on it. And I was like, that looks so delicious. And then also in that little stand, they had these marinated spicy mushrooms and I was like oh my gosh say less I'm in there so I got that too and then I just ate both of those so I've got an uncrustable in here olives feta <laughs> marinated spicy mushrooms uh what else what else oh a classic root beer olipop which is like a healthy digestive type of drink it's very delicious and then i think i have about three justin's brand dark chocolate peanut butter cups and i have an energy drink inside of me so <laughs> my stomach hurts <laughs> not gonna lie you know not the smartest mix of things it's also so random and none of these things necessarily go together but anyway i'm here today and i'm excited for this episode i'm so happy you're here truly when i sit down and record these episodes it just feels like a breath of fresh air to sit down for a sec recap my thoughts i feel like especially since i've been back from my trip i haven't really seen too many friends so i haven't really had that much social interaction lately so right now it feels like i'm talking to a friend which is really nice speaking of friends i hadn't seen my best friend in over well about a month and we had so much to update each other on so i saw her yesterday we ended up hanging out for about 12 hours and the entire time we were basically just talking and updating each other. A lot apparently can happen in a month for us both, especially there were so many updates, so many changes going on in our lives. And it was hard because we both weren't in the same place for a while because she was traveling, then I was traveling. And so it's the type of thing where yes, we could have updated each other over the phone, but it doesn't hit the same as telling someone in person. Do you know what I mean? Because then you get the reactions, you can act out a scene, you can do what you gotta do to tell the story. And so I'm a firm believer in holding back the stories and the updates till you see someone in person. Obviously little updates here and there on text are fine, but especially if it's like a big update, it's gotta be a video, it's gotta be a FaceTime or it's gotta be a voice memo. You can't send breaking news in a text because then there's just no context. So that was very, very nice. We had a little pool day. Sometimes I forget that my apartment building has a pool because I don't really go by myself, which I don't know why I don't. I probably should because it's so nice and it's so, I like, I pay a lot of rent. <laughs> my rent is expensive. And I feel like part of my rent is all the amenities that I have in this building. So I definitely need to utilize it more, but we had a little pool day. We swam like mermaids for a little bit. It was very therapeutic. I love the beach. You guys know I'm a beach girly through and through, but something about pools also hit the spot sometimes. 
the beach day vibe versus a pool day vibe, it is completely different and you're gonna get two different experiences even though essentially it could pretty much be the same thing. You're like going to a body of water. So anyway, that was nice. Other than that, I don't really have too many life updates since I last spoke to you other than the fact that Sunglow officially launched. If you've been keeping up with my stuff, you already know that Sunglow is the brand that I just started. It launched last Wednesday. So it's been a full week. It's been so crazy finally sharing this with you and having this out because for about two years, this was just internal and I had to keep it to myself because it was like the secret thing I was working on. But now it's going to be so fun because even when I'm working on stuff for it in the future, I feel like I can involve you guys more, which will be so, so nice. I also just want to say thank you for the support on that. I was completely blown away. Not even just the support of people buying, but just like the love and sweet comments. And I don't know. I just feel so blessed and lucky. And it was so special. A lot of the things sold out, which is freaking insane because I really didn't know what to expect. You never know how the launch of something is going to go. It could either do really well or it could absolutely flop. And I was just so nervous because this is like my literal child. And so I was like, I hope other people like it. And pretty much within 24 to 48 hours, a lot of the things had sold out, which is freaking insane. There are other things that are still available on the site if you wanna check it out. It's shopsunglow.com and the Instagram is at Shop Sunglow. I just felt a very overwhelming sense of gratitude and excitement. And it's been really nice to find my passion with something again, especially because I've been doing social media for so long. This year in December, I'm pretty sure, I think last year's eight years. So this year it's gonna be nine years that I've been on YouTube, online, on the internet, sharing my life. And as much as I love it, and I still do love YouTube, I love all the things that I do. I've just been doing that for the past eight years and nothing has really changed that much because even though my style of videos have changed and you know my Instagram and how I approach social media has changed a lot, essentially I'm still doing the same type of thing just in a different way, but essentially doing the same thing for eight years. So it's been super cool to have something that I'm so passionate about. I have been loving working on Sunglow, working on the behind the scenes, designing new things, coming up with new concepts, and especially working on the social media for it. That has been taking up so much time. My Queen Lizzie, the girl that I hired to help me with all of this, she started exactly a week ago yesterday and she has just been amazing. It's been so nice to have her help. We've been working a lot together on Sunglow stuff for the social media, for the podcast too, but mainly essentially just Sunglow because that has been super time consuming and kind of our main focus lately, but it has just been so crazy here. Going into this and starting this project, I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I'd never expected it to be, oh, this is going to be a walk in the park. Like I kind of knew I was getting myself into a lot here and I know I still have such a long way to go with it, but I did not realize how much work truly goes into running your own brand, your own business, even just running the socials for it and all of the different things that go into this. It is so time consuming. And so I've kind of been having a little bit of an issue with time management, just with other stuff that I also have to keep up with, like my personal things, my personal Instagram, my YouTube, because obviously that's my main thing. And even the podcast, I feel like I'm still trying to figure out how to balance all of it, adding this new thing. So my plate is feeling very full right now but I'm honestly, there's no complaints here. I'm just so happy to be doing this. This was my dream. And now I get to do this and work on it. And it's going to be a hectic, but fun ride. So that has been kind of what my last week has consisted of. Other than work stuff though, I feel like I've finally been getting into a good routine again, which I'm so excited about. I think in the last episode, I was talking about how I wanted to keep my sleep schedule because when I got back from my travels, I was on Eastern Standard Time, which is six hours ahead of Hawaii. And so I was waking up super early, also going to bed early, feeling good and it's been a week now my jet lag is definitely gone but I'm still kind of waking up early not as early as I was waking up when I had jet lag I was waking up at like 6 6 30 with ease 
not even with an alarm, but like naturally. And I felt amazing. But now that that has gone away, I've been waking up at maybe 7.30, 7.45, 8, which is still good. And I'm just happy to be in a routine again because prior to leaving on my trip, I feel like I'm a broken record talking about this, but I was not thriving. I was not in a good place and my routines were absolutely washed down the drain. So it's been really nice to incorporate those again. I have been forcing myself as soon as I get up, I put on my workout clothes, I drink a glass of water and I take my butt to the gym and I do my thing. I feel like if I let myself think about it too much, I tend to talk myself out of things. And especially with working out, you just have to do it. You can't even think about it. And sometimes when I would think about it for too long or be like, oh, I'll do it in a few hours, it just never got done. And I would keep making excuses. So that's been really helpful. And I've been feeling really good with that. And I don't know, I just feel like I have been doing a pretty okay job of taking care of myself lately which sometimes it's a lot because especially when you're living alone, you don't really have anyone to rely on to make sure you're being fed, make sure you are getting enough sleep, going to bed at a reasonable hour, keeping up with things that make you happy and that make your mental health in a good state, stuff like that. I feel like I solely rely on myself for that, which isn't a bad thing, but I feel like sometimes, sometimes it can be a slippery slope because if I'm in like a self-sabotaging mood, I can easily just have all of those things fly out the window and I'm suddenly feeling horrible because I'm not taking care of myself. But lately I've really been making it a priority to do all the things, take the extra step to make sure I'm feeling good, I'm staying healthy, staying happy, all of that stuff. And with different things that are going on in my life right now, and I've been telling my friends this, I feel like I'm in a transitional era phase right now. And I feel like I'm on the cusp of entering my era, like my era where I thrive. I feel like I'm I'm in the transition mode right now. And I don't know, I'm really excited for what's next. I feel like in this next chapter, I just have a feeling that I'm gonna be stepping into a new, not a new version of myself, but just like a the best version of myself. I feel like that is approaching. I don't know why I just have a feeling and I'm really excited for it. I hope it comes because that's what I'm predicting. <laughs> Obviously, I have to put in the work to make sure that this era comes, but I just have a feeling that whatever phase of life I'm about to enter is going to teach me a lot and I'm crossing my fingers that it does me well. You know what? No, I'm not going to put that out there. I'm going to say whatever phase comes is going to do me well. Not I hope it is. I gotta speak it like it's already happening. So anyway, I don't know why I just went on this crazy rant about this new era that I am approaching, but I'll let you know when I get there. This is kind of random, but literally in this moment right now, I kind of thought it'd be fun to add a new segment to the episodes because you guys know, before we get into the meat of the episodes, I like to kind of just do a little life update, but I also thought right now that it'd be fun to share a recent current favorite every week, whether that's sometimes a song or a food, a snack, technology, I don't even know, whatever it is, whatever I'm loving at the moment, I feel like it'd be fun to have that as a little thing to share in the beginning of these episodes. And right now specifically, I have a favorite thing that I like to do with my phone. It is so convenient. You honestly might already do this or are aware of it, but on, if you have an iPhone anyway, if you have an Apple product, you can do shared albums, which is basically a photo album that you can create, that you can share with other people. So instead of having to send someone something on iMessage or airdrop them, you can share an album. So whatever you add to that album, they can also see on their phone. I have personally been liking this a lot because I share an album with Lizzie, the girl who I just hired. And it's been really nice because we can both put sun glow stuff in there and just put different pieces of content in there and it's so much easier than me sending it over text because sometimes the quality gets worse when you send something over text or email is just really annoying to do sometimes so i've been loving shared albums if you have like a group of friends and say you guys have group pictures together and only one person has it on their phones instead of say you miss the opportunity to do the group airdrop you can make a shared album put all the pictures in there, share all of your content together, and voila, you now have photos from other people's phones on your phone. I don't know why this is like revolutionary to me, but it's something I've recently been using and have discovered and I am absolutely loving it. And on that note, do with this information what you will, have a blast, have fun, and let's talk about what we're gonna be talking about today. We are going to be reading Best and Worst First Dates. 
<laughs> this is going to be interesting because I thought instead of just doing only the best first dates or only the worst first date experiences, it'd be fun to do a mesh of both just so that we can, you know, bounce back between the awe and the <gasps> shocking ones. So this is going to be an interesting variety. I have not read any of these yet. I feel like no matter good or bad, first dates are always so interesting, especially if it's someone you don't know. I feel like it's a different vibe if it's someone you've known for a while and then you happen to go on a first date later into your friendships. That's different. But when you go on a first date with someone and you literally essentially know nothing about them, you are in for a treat. You know something interesting is gonna happen. To be honest, I would have loved to share some of my first date experiences, but truthfully, and unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but I haven't really been on that many first dates before. Maybe only like three or four in my lifetime so far. But as of right now, I really don't have that many experiences going on first dates. The one that sticks out to me is my senior year. I was talking to this new guy. We had met at a football game. <laughs> oh God, me and, oh God, okay. <sighs> I was at a football game and I saw this guy who I thought was very attractive. Looking back, I think I needed to get my eyes checked. Whatever, I'm not trying to talk shit right now. At the time, I found this person very attractive. I don't know how we even struck a conversation, I remember we started talking because I scouted him. I was like, ooh, you are on my radar, sir. And somehow we ended up talking and hanging out the rest of that night. He didn't go to my school. He went to a different school and he played football at that different school, but he was at my school watching my school play football. This is so confusing. I don't know why I'm giving you all this information, but I feel like I needed to give you some context. And so after that first night that we met, we were clearly very into each other and we were texting. And I remember the first time we went out together, he asked me to pick him up, which I was like, okay, like that's not that weird, I guess. But also I feel like it's kind of standard protocol for the guy to pick up the girl on the first date. I don't know, maybe these are just like dumb standards that are like in my head. But you know what? In my head, if I'm going on a first date with a guy, he should be picking me up. I do not want to be driving. Or actually, I feel like it's different because I was just high school and very casual, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe as an adult, it'd be better to meet someone somewhere if you don't know what the vibes are going to be like, just so that you can escape. Because if you use them as a ride, then you have to, if something doesn't go right during the date, then you have to stay with them and ask for a ride home. Mm -mm. So you know what? Maybe nowadays I would meet someone somewhere to go on a first date. I don't know why I'm going off here, but at the time, it was just like this silly little high school thing. So whatever. He asked me to pick him up. So I did. And I find out later that evening, <laughs> the reason he couldn't drive was because he got, was it a DUI or was he underage driving and he got caught? I think it's because he was underage driving, got caught at a checkpoint. The checkpoint was for drunk drivers and he got caught at the checkpoint and he didn't have his like provisional license or whatever yet. And he told me that he wasn't going to have his license because it got taken away for like six months. Ew. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But like that gave me the ick so hard. I was like, okay, so essentially I am your chauffeur. Ooh. I feel like that gave no context about the first date, but I don't know why I just shared that. I feel like I just had to because the actual date that we went on was like a little too casual. Did I pay for it? Maybe that's why it's etched out of my head because I'm pretty sure I paid for the food that we had. I don't really remember. He was kind of not, mm, mm, he wasn't shit. <laughs> I will say it here. And I don't know why I didn't realize that. Whatever. You live and you learn, baby. But I remember, I think, dang, was I a freshman? <gasps> I think my first ever real first date was a freshman year. I went on a date with this guy who was a junior. Eh, maybe not the best idea. I feel like it's always a red flag when juniors or seniors like freshmen, you just never know their intention. And also I feel like guys in high school are questionable. You always have to question them. I feel like this whole, I feel like my podcast, I always am roasting men and I'm not really gonna apologize, but if that bothers you, <laughs> I'm sorry. My first date with this guy, Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to do a boy story episode on this podcast, whatever. My first date with him was at the movies. Mm -mm -mm. No, no, never again will I go to the movies with a man on a first date. I'm so sorry, but it is not the vibe. You're sitting in a dark room and you know what? There's probably a reason why they want to take you to the movies on a first date so they can try and be 
gross and weird when the lights go down. I'm sorry, but it's a fact. And that is just not the vibe. The vibe is getting to know each other, being wholesome and cute, you know, maybe going out to a dinner or something. Don't take someone out to the movies for a first date, unless you already know each other. I just feel like in general, movie dates, especially as a first date, is kind of a red flag. So anyway, we saw this movie together and I remember when the movie ended, he kind of was like, oh, let's just wait in here for a little bit. And people were starting to clear out. And I remember when it started to get more empty in there, he tried to really aggressively kiss me. <laughs> and obviously I was like super into this guy. So I was like, oh, yay, fun. And so whatever, nothing else happened. But looking back, I'm just like, girl, first of all, I am so glad I wore jeans because during the movie, he was trying to touch my leg. And I was like, can you imagine if I wore a dress or wore a skirt? Thank God I'm being protected right now by my jeans. I was just like, I'm not, this is really aggressive. I'm like not feeling this. And also looking back at it, it's kind of weird considering I was, I'm pretty sure 15, was I 15? Was I an actual child? Oh my gosh, that was so young, but I felt so old at the time. And I think he was 16. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was only a year older than me. Whatever, it's just funny looking back because I remember I was so crushing on him. I thought he was the cutest boy ever. Not even cute, I just thought he was hot. And there's not many guys that I'm like, holy shit, you are hot. Usually it's like, wow, you're handsome or you're cute. But this guy, I really was into. And so in my head, I thought it was a great first date. But looking back, Mm -mm. So anyway, I feel like I had to share some of my story, <laughs> some of my stories, because I'm about to, I was about to say, I'm, a, I'm about to exploit your guys' stories. I'm not exploiting it because you guys willingly sent in these stories and I am about to read them. If you want to participate in future episodes like this, I always post on the podcast Instagram stories when we're doing episodes like this. And it's really fun because you guys get to write in. I get to read anonymously your guys' entries and it's going to be really, really fun. So let's hear all of your best and worst first date stories. Let's begin. Okay, this one is titled Halloween First Date. Hi, Ava. I have a good one. It was Halloween my freshman year of high school and I was talking to this boy. Homecoming was coming up and I really wanted him to take me. Anyway, he asked me out on a date to go see a horror movie on Halloween. Perfect first date, right? wrong. Oh my gosh. See, isn't it funny? I was just talking about first dates being movies. Red flag. During the climax of the movie, he had his arm around my shoulder and when the scare scene happened, he got so scared, his arm and fist went straight into my face, aka he punched me in the face. It didn't help that he, <laughs> that he boxed competitively. It was so painful and I... <gasps> Oh, queen, no. It was so painful and I felt blood gushing out of my nose right away. I ran out of the theater and into the bathroom crying. My nose bled all over the entire movie theater bathroom floor and I ended up sitting in there for the remainder of the movie trying to get my nose to stop bleeding and crying my eyes out. His mom picked us up from the theater. We both couldn't drive at that point and we spent the car ride home in silence. <gasps> Needless to say, I had one hell of a bloody Halloween that year. Love the podcast and love you. Keep up the good work, girl. <gasps> Are you okay? That is really aggressive. <laughs> um, I'm so curious to know what the aftermath of this was like, because I'm sure I go, if he wasn't profusely apologizing, red flag. I'm sure he was very apologetic, but are you guys like, did you guys go on a second date? Was that it? Did you guys keep talking? I wish I, I wish I knew this information, but also... That's a great story. Minus the fact that you pretty much almost got a nose job in the movie theater because he almost broke your nose. Wow. Hi, Ava. Here's my worst date experience. So me and this guy met at a beach and at the end of the day, when I left, we exchanged numbers. I built up the courage to ask him on a date after a few days of talking. We went, okay. I love when ladies make the first move. That's amazing. We went to a restaurant and had what I thought was a great date. He was kind and chatty. Then at the end of the date, he dropped me at home. And when we pulled up, he put his arm around me and I thought this was gonna be the moment. Then he says, I don't know how to say this, but I just don't like you in that way. I really enjoyed the date and I hope we can be friends, but I don't want a romantic relationship with you. Um, <laughs> I was so disappointed, but I was okay with it until dot, dot, dot. He asked me for my best friend's number from me, said he really liked her, and asked if I could set up a date with her for him. I did it. <laughs> no, I did it being the people pleaser I am, but my best friend refused to go on a date with him when he asked, but the whole experience was so embarrassing. Okay, that is a green flag best friend. 
I hope you're still friends with this person because I feel like some friends are shady and would have been like, oh yes, give me, give me. But that is amazing. Shout out to your friend. Hope you're doing okay, Ava. You have brought me so much joy over the past few months. That is so sweet. Thank you for sharing this story. I would be absolutely mortified if this happened to me. But you know what? Even though that absolutely sucks and that would definitely hurt my feelings as I'm sure it hurt yours, at least he was honest and didn't lead you on because I feel like some guys are assholes like that and would literally lie to you and continue to like pretend that they like you. So he gets he gets a check mark for that. I'm glad he was honest, but also he has no idea what he's missing out on because I just know you're a queen. Thank you for sharing. Okay, this one is titled Best First Date and Still Living Happily Ever After. Okay, okay. Hi, Ava. I really hope this makes it in. Love you so much. Also, I've met you twice at Lollapalooza and you are truly amazing. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I miss you. I want to see you again. That is so cool. Anyway, the best first date. So it was the summer after my freshman year of college and I was in and out of what I now know was the most toxic relationship of my life. I was really down and leaned on one of my best friends at the time. She was dating a guy from out of state and he had this roommate, a very cute roommate. We met on FaceTime one night and I was literally obsessed. My friend and I planned to go that following weekend so I could meet this man in person. We met and immediately I was in love. That night, our friends set up a table for two so we could eat our takeout we ordered and we sat there and talked for a while. After, we were playing some games and he took me outside where we took pictures together, how cute is that, and then he looked at me and asked if he could kiss me. When I tell you I melted, I was literally speechless and said, maybe let's wait? And he just said, maybe now, and kissed me. Now we have been dating for a little over two years and he's my best friend and truly the love of my life. Sorry, this is long. I love you. That is so sweet. It's kind of crazy because I feel like there's so many stories out there where someone has the worst, most toxic relationship of their life. It's very off and on. And then someone great comes in the picture and everything everything just falls into place. So I'm so happy that that happened for you. I go, there's hope out there, y'all. <laughs> there is hope. Love you, girl. Let's get into it. Starting with the worst, honestly, the funnier one. If you don't have time for the better one, no problem. I went on a date to the movies with a guy who was kind of cute, but in a Steve Carroll, Michael Scott way. Okay, who the hell are these people? <laughs> Am I stupid, Steve Carroll? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, first, I didn't realize he was like four inches. <laughs> well, first, I didn't realize he was like four inches shorter than me. Mm-hmm. But I let it slide. We were in the theater seeing a scary movie. I don't remember what movie it was, but it ended up being so bad it was almost comical, but he didn't think it was funny. He was terrified. There was also a group of hotter older guys next to us and I was laughing at the movie with them and was literally embarrassed for Michael Scott. It gets worse. After the movie, I was like, bye, and walked to my car so fast. I was sitting in the car texting my Nana how terrible the date was, and then he came up to my car. So I opened the door, and he was like, I forgot something, and just kissed me, and literally stuck, ew, and literally stuck his tongue in my mouth. I pushed him away and left. When I got home, I blocked him on the dating app I matched with him on. Ugh, dating apps are so scary. <laughs> first of all. And second of all, how dare he unconsensually kiss you like that? That is, mm, that makes me mad, actually. I go, give me this guy's address and home number because I will be pulling up because that's really gross. And he definitely had to know you weren't into him because you literally peaced out and was like, bye. Ew. <laughs> okay, now let's read your good first date story. I met up with this guy I found on Instagram. We ate sushi and hung out in his dorm freshman year. There was a snowstorm, so we went out running around the basically empty college campus in the snow. We watched nature documentaries for the rest of the night. We have been together for five and a half years, lived together, and planned to elope. What? I start crying. I'm like, that is literally so sweet. See, that is what a good date should be like. Wholesome, fun, you are getting to know each other while also just having a good time and enjoying each other's company. That is so cute. I'm so excited for you guys to elope. That sounds amazing. And five and a half years is a long time. So go you. I'm so happy for you. Um, I'm scared for this one. The subject of this says, he took me to the middle of the woods in all caps. So I'm definitely scared going into this. Let's read. Okay, so I was a senior in high school and this guy that graduated from my school a couple years earlier who was known for being a little odd asked me out on a date. I had never been on a date before, so I mainly said yes for the experience, but also because why not? A free meal. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I didn't tell a soul about the date. Oh God. I go, 
that is not good. (laughs) And he came and picked me up. Everything was going fine. He took me out to dinner, opened all the doors and paid. Okay, okay. Here's where it gets weird. When he is driving me home, he asked if it was okay if he showed me his favorite back road. Um, the way I would literally feel like I am about to get murdered if I was in that situation. A little weird to me, but I was like, okay, sure, why not? I love driving around anyway. Plot twist, he drives an hour out of our city and takes me down this long dirt road that ends in the middle of the woods. I obviously am freaking out and ask if he can take me home because it was getting late. He tells me there's nothing to be afraid of. He knows where this is because he went to a party here one time. A party in the middle of the woods. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. (laughs) He then proceeds to tell me a joke about how wouldn't it be so funny if no one ever saw me again? (laughs) Safe to say I didn't laugh. Finally convinced him to take me home and never saw him again. Long story short, I don't know how I got out of that situation, but I'm glad I did. Love you and the pod, by the way, sending all the good vibes. Girl, I am sending you safety and protection. And also shout out to whoever your guardian angel was or is because... The fact that you live to tell this story in this environment, in this day and age is almost unfortunately shocking because I feel like that could have turned so bad so quickly. I'm so glad you're safe. I'm like suddenly feeling very maternal and protective over you right now. (laughs) That is so scary. And oh my gosh, to anyone listening, let this be a lesson. Always tell at least a few people where you're going on a date, share your location with your friends, with your parents, if you're close to them or whoever, because these men out here, I go, men are scary. You never know what they're going to do. I'm just so glad you're okay. Hi, Ava. First off, I love your videos and podcasts. and I'm so excited for Sun Glow. Catch me in that Aloha shirt as soon as I get it. Thank you for always putting out content and being so comforting. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. That is so sweet. Okay. Now for my story. So I had recently gotten out of a three-year relationship and decided it was time to get back into the dating scene. Naturally, I downloaded a dating app and met this one guy who I thought was pretty cool. He liked anime a lot, always texted me back, and we just had great conversation. Plus, he was pretty cute. We decided to go into NYC for our first date and get some ramen since we both lived fairly close to the city. We met up and conversation was flowing so, so well. We were hitting it off and I was genuinely having a great time. He brought me to this really cool used manga shop and we had some ramen. We continued walking around for an hour after that because we were just vibing so well. Then we decided to take the bus home together to his house. Ooh. (laughs) And my friend was just going to come pick me up from there because she lived close by. Conversation was pretty dry. Then out of nowhere, this man admits that he has a corn addiction. Clearly for context, I'm not talking about actual corn, the food, but more so corn with a P in front of it, okay? (laughs) This man admits that he has a corn addiction. No warning, no conversation leading up to this, just splurt it out. Um, I am terrified. And when I looked him in the eyes, I could tell there was instant regret. We did not speak the entire ride back to his house or the walk or standing there waiting for my friend. We barely said goodbye and I thankfully never heard from him again. We love men who admit their red flags immediately. Let's just say after that one, I took another break from dating for a month. Hope you enjoyed and hope you have a great rest of your day. Um, you know, as much as I'm like, ah, that is such like, that is scary. (laughs) Especially to admit to someone and like randomly blurt that out with no context, sir. But also again, I feel like he was doing you a favor by telling him this, by telling you this, because just like you did, you could run and never look back. So I feel like you dodged a bullet with that one, queen. Okay, I am a little scared about this one because the subject reads, impressing a boy by locking my dog in the car. So I'm intrigued, let's read. Hey Ava, I found you because of Pretty Basic and I'm obsessed with your platform thus far. Ugh, my queens, Remy and Alicia. I'm so glad you found me from them and I'm glad you like me. (laughs) Sophomore year of high school, I finally got the nerves to slide into a boy's DMs. He was recently broken up with and because we were 15, I thought no better way to swoop in and make him fall in love with me than show him I cared about his feelings after his breakup. But little did he know I was madly in love with him and had been since we were literally kids in karate. Besides the point, my plan worked and we decided to plan a little date at our local park. My puppy dog was attached to my hip and I took her along with us on our walk. Everything was going perfectly. My dog liked him, a good sign of course, and we were having legitimate conversation. After about 10 minutes, my puppy dog needed some water. So we walked back to the car so I could get her water bottle. My dog jumped into the car as I was telling my crush about the car I was driving. Dazed by his handsomeness, I closed the door to my car while my dog was in it. 
And yep, the door was locked. I immediately broke down in tears and this poor boy just stood there and watched me have a complete meltdown. Meanwhile, my dog was vibing in the car watching me cry out the window. I ended up calling my grandma and she sped 80 miles per hour on a country road to go to my house, get my spare key and come back to the park and unlock my dog. I was so upset that when she unlocked my dog from the car, I said bye to her and bye to my crush and left him at the park by himself honestly priorities i'm sorry but the dog takes priorities over a boy goodbye you made the right choice i drove home with zero remorse and thought for sure our love story was over but three years later me and him are happily together and in college living out our best life hope this made you smile my dog and him and especially my grandma are all best buds now why is that the cutest thing i've ever heard i was really concerned going into this story but that is so sweet and you guys are still together i just think that's so funny how you had an absolute meltdown because that's something i would so do i would literally freak out and definitely do what you did and ditch the boy be like i'm so sorry i've got priorities my priority is this animal and peace out like you did so hey the fact that he was very understanding clearly is a green flag because if he was like, why did you leave me for your dog? Clearly wouldn't know the value of a dog. Anyway, I'm like about to go off. Hi, Ava. Love the pod. Love you. Okay, this may or may not qualify as a first date story, but I'm going to tell you about this one time a guy friend of mine made a move on me. So I had this super close friend that I met at the beginning of my freshman year of college. We had started hanging out one-on-one -on -one during that semester and chatted all the time over winter break. By the time we got back for the second semester, I had been on a few rough dates with other guys and was pretty sure I wanted to start dating exclusively women. We love self-discovery. That is amazing. One night I went to hang out with this guy friend and we watched Black Mirror. I started to get pretty tired because it was really late, so I put my head on his shoulder completely platonically. He took this cue to put his arm around me, you know, just friends being friends. We ended up getting into a really deep conversation and I was in his dorm room until literally 4 a.m. He offered to walk me back to my dorm. We lived in the same residence hall and I was like, nah, that's okay. It's like a two minute walk and all inside. He insisted, so I let him. We got to my room and he kind of just stood there after we had both said goodnight. Then this man leans in to kiss me. For some reason, I thought this was completely normal as friends because I had only ever given my friends pecks on the lips and had stage kisses very unromantic so i kept my mouth almost all the way closed he did not he basically ate my mouth oh gosh that description is repulsive we looked at each other and we were both like that was bad we should try again <laughs> so we did and it was only whoa <laughs> so we did and it was only slightly better the reason i just went whoa listen to this last part we've now been together for almost two and a half years lmao girl what <laughs> the reason i'm like baffled that you guys have been together for two and a half years is because in the beginning of this you were saying how you were pretty sure you wanted to start exclusively dating women but hey you know what do whatever's right for you the fact that this worked out amazing that just really threw me off because i thought this was going to turn into a story about how your friendship was ruined and you realized you only liked women whatever but clearly clearly i was assuming but the ending of this is so funny i love that and that is kind of a funny first kiss story Okay, this next one is titled The Absolute Sweetest First Date Ever. So I had been dating this guy for about two weeks and we had talked for a month before that, but we hadn't really been on a first date because this was June of 2020. So we were right in the thick of the lockdown still. Yes, yes, a quarantine love story. We had gotten really close over the two weeks getting to know each other, mainly through FaceTime because of COVID, but our parents let us go out for a date. I had told him that my dream date was a drive-in movie and our town had just made a drive-in theater on the fairgrounds. So he wanted that to be our true first date. First, we got Chick-fil-A, my fave, and he paid for my food like the gentleman he was. Then we pulled up to the drive-in and he turned on the radio in his car for the speakers of the movie and he opened the trunk and had the seats down in the back with blankets and everything. So we ate our dinner and then sat there with him holding me in his arms and cuddling for the entire movie while looking up at the stars above us. Brick, that is so cute. At some point in the movie, some man came up to us and said something about young love and it literally melted my heart. Oh, that is so cute. That's when I first noticed that I was really falling in love with him. It was literally the date of my dreams. We then hung out every single day for a week after that and dated for almost two years. That is so sweet. Oh, we love when guys listen to what you want. I feel like that's so cute that he knew what you wanted to do on a date and he put the plans in action i feel like it's so annoying when guys are like oh what do you want to do like no tell me what you have planned bring me something to work with don't tell me uh what do you want to do where do you want to go no <laughs> sometimes i would like the option of having to choose but i feel like also sometimes especially on a first date vibe it's kind of nice for them to be like 
hey, I have this planned. We're doing this. And I feel like that's really cute that he listened to you. So I love that. That is epic. Hi, Ava. First of all, I'm such a big fan of yours. I'm 21 and I've been watching your videos for so long and you just seem like the absolute sweetest person ever. I wish we could be friends. You are so sweet. I love you, queen. Okay, here's the story. Sorry, it's kind of long, but it's a juicy one. Oh, don't be sorry. You know, we love the juicy stuff over here. So I should have taken this as a red flag to start things off, but this kid's name was Angus. <laughs> like WTF was I thinking? Anyway, I met him on Hinge and he seemed like a cool skater boy who like liked music and the ocean, so I was here for it. Hey, I get it, girl. Sometimes you fall for the trap. <laughs> so the actual first date wasn't bad. We went to just get ice cream, which was fine, and we went and sat by the river and just chatted for a bit. But the second date... Oh boy, disclaimer, I was getting over a breakup at the time, so my intentions weren't really the best since I was in a super dark headspace and my ex was super toxic, dot, dot, dot. To start off, my parents were at a beach condo and my friends were also there, but I had to work at my job that was close to my house the next morning, so I was home alone. So of course, I invited Mr. B... <laughs> Girl, you did not just name him Mr. Beef. Literally, goodbye. Of course, I invited Mr. Beef over. One thing led to another and we ended up hooking up. So unlike me, but I didn't really care at the time. So whatever, he went home. The next day after I worked, I was driving to the beach condo to go back with my friends and parents and my friends call me. They, being the sleuths that they are, were stalking Angus's Instagram just trying to see what he was about. Well, they found a girl on his profile, so they went to her Instagram. It turns out they had been dating for at least a month. And within that month, we had hung out twice, the second time being the time that we hooked up. Like what? So I literally pulled over on the freeway and DM'd this poor girl telling her what happened and apologizing because I felt so bad, even though I had no idea that he had a girlfriend. I remember he had mentioned her but said she was just a friend, but I should have known. In addition, he had already blocked me on Snapchat because he knew what he did was wrong before I even found out. This girl was so sweet and it turns out she had literally just lost her virginity to this jerk. Ugh. I felt terrible, but she was so thankful that I told her, ugh, that was my sign that hookup culture is not for me and I have sworn to never take part in that ever again. This story does have a happy ending though because after a month away from dating apps and such, I met a cutie who I went on a date with to the beach where we talked for three hours. He brought his little dog and we had such a great time getting to know each other. He was and still is the absolute sweetest guy and we've now been dating for two years. Oh, that's so cute. Hope you enjoy the craziness that was my 2020. Oh yeah, and this was just a few months after COVID had started so this was literally the craziest year of my life. Don't worry, I was always getting tested for COVID and I was negative. I'm a safe girly aside from the fact that I hooked up with a total piece of shit. Love you, Ava. Oh my gosh, this was such a roller coaster to read, but I am here for it. You are an absolute queen, one, for telling the girl because, well, I feel like you're a decent person enough to tell the girl because I know some people, when they find out that the guy they're hooking up with has a girlfriend, I've known some people who don't, like not personally, but I've heard some people who like don't tell the girlfriend because they want to keep happening, whatever. Anyway, I feel like you handled that like an absolute queen and I love that you are now in a happy, healthy relationship. And that is why we hate men. Okay, this one is titled, On a Date with His Mom. Hi, I love you and everything you do. You're a huge inspiration. Okay, here's my bad date story that led into something good. So, it was a couple weeks into my senior year when I was talking to this boy who was a mutual through social media. We lived in the same town but went to different high schools. We talked and FaceTimed for a couple weeks and we were really vibing so it felt like things were doing good. He finally suggested we should hang out in person. The day before we planned to hang out, he texted me saying, is it okay if you meet me at my house? I really like you so my mom would love to meet you. And even though it was our first time meeting, I didn't think anything of it. I got to his house and his mom seemed nice, but also low-key judgy. Finally, we got through introductions slash small talk and I was waiting for us to leave, but then his mom says, well, are you guys ready to go? So basically, I had to go on this date with this guy and his mom. Absolutely not immediately rejected what even when we were at the restaurant his mom made him sit next to her in the booth and i sat alone anyway the date ends and i go home and then he pretty much ghosts me and i still have not heard much from him other than seeing him post on social media he claimed to like me a lot, so I can't help but think his mom wasn't impressed by me or whatever. In the end, though, everything turned out good. A few months later, I ended up dating one of my best friends and we've now been together happily for over four years and I dodged a bullet with the other guy being a major mama's boy. Um, well, I'm happy you're in an amazing relationship now, but also, like, I am so sorry. He's in high school and his mom accompanied him and they sat next to each other. That is weird. 
You really did dodge a big fat juicy bullet with that one, queen. I would be so uncomfortable. I would have been like, um, I think you're obsessed with your son, ma'am. This is weird. (laughs) Goodbye. Hi, Ava. First of all, I just wanted to say I love and appreciate all you have done with the podcast. That is so sweet. I love you so much. This story was about one of the first dates with this guy. It was my junior year of high school and we had just gotten fast food and we were going back to his place to watch a movie. We went up to his room and started cuddling while picking out something to watch when my stomach dropped. I started getting the cold sweats and I knew he could feel my heart rate picking up. I said I was overheating, so I borrowed one of his t-shirts because at the time I was only wearing a sweatshirt. Eventually, I couldn't put it off anymore and I needed to take a dump. (laughs) Unfortunately, at the time, oh god no i had been on my period do with this what you will and to make matters worse the bathroom was connected to his room by the bed and had no door (laughs) he kindly offered to leave when i said i had to pee but the walls were thin the tv was quiet and his candles were only so strong we ended up watching movies for the rest of the night and he could definitely tell (laughs) (laughs) that I blew up his bathroom slash bedroom. Anyway, we never talked about it and stopped talking after he got back with his ex. So I have nothing to lose sharing this. This one goes out to my IBS girls. No. Oh my gosh. I feel bad only because when you have to go like that, there is nothing that can stop you even being on a date with a boy. There's just nothing that can stop that. What's doing it for me is the fact that this was like a period poop. (laughs) And those hit different, not in a good way. Those are the worst. They're so painful. We're not going to go into it anymore, but girl, I feel for you. And I'm just glad you made it out alive. Hello, Ava. Here's my worst date story. I had just moved to Brooklyn and I met an amazing man. We went on a couple dates and became pretty serious. One day after a couple of months, he offered to meet his family. So I agreed. First mistake. So the day comes and we head to his parents' house. His mom greets us at the door and she is lovely. She starts conversations. She compliments me again and again. Everything's going well until his older brother enters into the dining room. I have a weird feeling about him at first as if I've seen him somewhere before and he looks at me as if he was thinking the same thing. We start eating dinner and we're all having conversations with each other. There's his mom, brother, dad, and two sisters. And all of a sudden it hits me. The guy I'm I'm dating's older brother was my last one night stand. (laughs) And when I tell you I've never eaten so quick before to get out of that house. Oh my gosh. I broke things off with the guy the day this happened and I've never told told him why (gasps) (laughs) what are the odds of that happening like what are the actual odds of this that mm, girl (laughs) honestly go you for not staying in it because then you know you would have had to like lie or tell him the truth and then things would have been weird but wow it really is a small world after all Hey, Ava, I hope you're having a great day. Here's my first date story. I've always been a very awkward human being, and so going on my first date was majorly scary for me. We went to the movies first and then dinner, so we'd have a topic of conversation if all else fails. But we're sitting at dinner, and I'm being so awkward and shy that I ask to see his glasses, pretending I'm interested in them or something. I then proceed to keep them from him the entire date so that he can't see... (laughs) So he can't see me properly, hence making... Wait, am I speaking English right now? I then proceed to keep them from him the entire date so that he can't see me properly hence making me feel less less self-conscious he must have found this really cute or something because here we are three years later still dating anyway thanks ava just want to say i love the pod it makes me feel so happy and warm inside love you i love you back that's also really cute oh that's just so pure and wholesome oh we love to hear it Hi, I'm actually listening to your podcast right now and saw that you posted this, so I felt like I had to share. On my first date with a guy, we had walked to a park and I decided I wanted to try to fit into the baby swings (laughs) with the holes for your legs. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh no. I was pretty small back then, I think 13 or 14, so I ended up fitting in it and it seemed okay, but then when I tried to get out, dot, 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 I was stuck, stuck for real. He tried to lift me out for so long and couldn't get me out. It was so embarrassing. There was a fire department up the road and he considered walking up there to get help from them, but two older guys were walking nearby and he yelled for them. All three of them had to lift me up and get me out of the baby swing and it still seemed really difficult. Very embarrassing and after that, I think we just sat on the normal swings. We ended up dating for a year after that. I love you. I love you too. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because I feel like that's such like a teenager thing to do. Be like, I can fit in this swing because I've been like that too. I've just never attempted it. But that is so funny. Imagine I'm trying to like picture you sitting in this swing, literally bewildered. You're stuck. 
you just look so helpless and this guy is like uh what is going on moral of the story let's keep the baby swings <laughs> for the babies Hi, Ava. Before I tell you this crazy story, I want to say how much I love you and the podcast. You're amazing. Keep inspiring people. I am going to cry. That is so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Now for the story. This happened about a year ago, my freshman year of college. It was the beginning of the school year and I was trying to meet new people, aka boys, so I decided to download Tinder since all my friends were on it meeting new guys. I matched with this dude who lives in the same building as me, same floor and same quad, so I thought it was meant to be. Long story short, we ended up meeting up later that day and going on a walk. I wouldn't consider it a date, but it was still the first time meeting each other, so it was kind of a big deal. As we're talking, the topic of dating in college is brought up, and this man proceeds to take out his phone and show me all the messages from girls he has, and then shows me three random girls' nudes. <laughs> I was literally shook in the moment. What was he trying to do? Convince me that he pulls girls? Question mark, question mark. What he pulled was a block and the pleasure of never speaking to me again. After this, I would occasionally see him in the hallways and the elevator, and it's so awkward. I just act like I didn't know the creep. Thank you for listening. Ew. I just feel like this is such a common storyline with guys and nudes. Like, ugh. Okay, I feel like we've had a lot of traumatizing worst first date stories, so we're going to end this episode with a good one. Hi, Ava. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to send this in. I hope it makes it on the pod, but I'd be giddy even if you just read it. This is my best first date story. I go, congrats, girly, you made it. (laughs) Here we are. Let's read. I started my first job as a freshman in college and met a guy I thought was cute. I ended up texting him because I had a question about a work certificate we needed as a new employee. And even after he helped me out, the conversation just kept going. We ended up texting the whole night, corny jokes, talking about life and everything. The next day I went into work and we ended up being overstaffed and I was volunteered to be the one to go home. When I was walking to my car, I remembered me and that guy were talking about this cool ice cream place that night before and decided to text him to see if he wanted to go since I didn't have work anymore. He said yes, and we ended up meeting there. At this point, it was like 5 p.m. We'd hung out outside of work before, but this was the first time we intentionally hung out alone. The other time was a group plan that the third person bailed on. We went into the ice cream shop, ordered our ice cream, and I ordered one for my sister to bring home. Little did I know I wouldn't be <laughs> I wouldn't be going home for longer than expected. <laughs> That's funny. We sat in that shop and talked for hours, so long that the shop was closing and it was 9 p.m. That is a long time. Four hours? Go off. We didn't want to stop hanging out though, so we went to the Target down the street and just browsed the aisles like we were BFFs. Oh, that's so wholesome and cute. I love that. We spent 30 minutes there and still didn't want to stop hanging out. So we went to Starbucks nearby, got some drinks, and talked more. Once again, (laughs) we were there so long that Starbucks politely had to kick us out. It was almost midnight at that point, so we decided to call it a night. Needless to say, my sister's ice cream was no longer solid, and that guy is now my loving boyfriend of five years. Uh, Oh, that is amazing. See, it's first dates like that. That's how they should be. They should make you just feel so like, ah, and like excited and feel wholesome. Oh, that is such a green flag. I love that for you. I hope this was a happy little story to make up for any of the worst first date stories that were sent in. And just a message to all the ladies out there, boys are great and sometimes they work out how it did for me. But no, you are more than enough as is. Sending everyone love. (gasps) You are such a princess queen. That is so sweet and that is so true. Like I said, guys can really be great. There are really great guys out there. And I know that it's just funny because I feel like in these episodes, there's just so many traumatizing, horrible experiences that it's so easy to talk shit. But stories like this really restore my faith. And that is just so sweet. And I know it exists out there, but I love this story. I love that you are in a very happy relationship. And with that, I think this is one of my favorite story time episodes that we've done. This was just filled with so many emotions and it's funny. I feel like it was nice to do best and worst first dates just because we had so much variety. Sometimes we're like, oh, how wholesome. And then other times we're like, uh, that's literally traumatizing. (laughs) What a fun mix. Anyway, thank you for tuning in again. Make sure you follow the podcast Instagram if you want to participate in future storytime episodes like this. And if you're bored, if you feel like it, definitely leave a review for this podcast on Spotify. It's super easy. And on Apple, if you want to write one, go ahead. If not, no one's forcing you. But if you do, I love you. I hope you have a really amazing rest of your day. Go do something nice for yourself. And that was all of the best and worst first date stories on your mind. (laughs) 